Welcome to Charm Chat. I'm Nicole from A Pretty Charmed Life. I'm Angie from Daily Charm Addict. And I'm Rita from A Charmed Dreamer. Together, we share our not-so-secret charm addictions, discuss hot topics in the bead world, and of course, spill the beads on life. So, are you ready? Okay, let's chat. Hello, listeners. Hello, Angie and Rita. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Rita. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode where we offer advice for the first-time charm bracelet, bead bracelet buyer. And hopefully this advice um, becomes helpful for even those who have been collecting for a while. So you guys, we are self-proclaimed experts at buying from brands like Pandora, Own Beads, Troll Beads. I mean, really, the list goes on and on. And ladies, have we learned from our mistakes along the way? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we will share some of those lessons learned throughout this episode. So Angie and Rita, you ready to start sharing our advice? Yes, of course. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's start with finding the right brand for you. I know a lot of the questions I get are Pandora, but you guys, there's a ton of brands out there that might offer different things. So what advice do you guys have in brand selection? Angie, let's start with you. Yeah, it's true. I think most people start with what they're exposed to, which is probably Pandora, just because they're everywhere and it's like what's most visible to them. But as we have discussed in many episodes, there are plenty of other brands out there and they're really easy to get online. So it's not a big deal if there isn't a brick and mortar store or something like that. So my advice is definitely to explore a little bit, go on to these brands' websites, check out the beads, and I think you'll get a feel of what their sort of aesthetic is and what appeals to you. I definitely feel like there are some that are more like fairies or some that are really classic or some that are edgy or some that have beautiful glass. Like you just have to check it out and I think you'll know, right? you feel what you're drawn to. So I would definitely say look for something that you love and go from there. And some have like more silver and that's their primary. Some have more glass and very limited silver. So yeah, tons to consider. Also, if cost is important, which, you know, it can be many times, um, make sure to compare and take notes of the different price points across the various brands because you can get different things for different prices as well. For example, some brands might include stoppers with their bangles and some don't. Yeah. Or some are just pricier in general and some are a little bit more affordable. It's a really good point. I'd like to say too that you can also search for those websites of everybody or there's places like Beats Candy Shop that has so many different brands where you can really just do an overview and see what you really like. You know where I get a lot of my influence from finding out like our other brands right from me is right on Instagram. Yeah. Like if you follow charm collectors or even hashtags like hashtag charm bracelet, like you're probably going to see a ton. Yeah, I'm surprised. I see names all the time that I'm not even familiar with. Mm -hmm. Or Nicole's videos. (laughs) yes that's where i learned everything from (laughs) hey thanks i appreciate it and everybody else's videos i do have to say i you know everybody offers something so i love all the youtube videos let's start talking about uh the first thing that you need when you're going to start building your charm bracelet and that's the bracelet itself for those people who are not familiar there are two main types of charm bracelets one is going to be a snake chain or something that's more flexible Different brands call them different things. And bangles, 
which are your stiffer bracelets. Some are full bangles, some are open bangles, but those are, I would say those are the primary options. We always get asked, how do you select your size? And you guys, this is such a difficult question to answer because one, preference does play a huge role in this. You could be the same size wrist as somebody else and you guys still may want different sizes. But I do think a good starting point for the most part is to start with the company's size chart recommendations. I find that to be really helpful. However, there are more things to consider. Yeah, I think fit is really important. For me, it is. Some people prefer a tighter fit and some a more loose fit. And it also depends if you're going to fill the bracelet or not and what you're adding to the bracelet. For me, I usually prefer more loose to keep my options open in terms of designing. And, you know, because I change my mind a lot (laughs) and designs change a lot in my collection. And my sizing also depends on the clasp. So I find some clasps, I go with a smaller size and some a larger. So I'm in between a 19 and 20 in Pandora size, let's say. I'll give that example. Like the regular barrel clasp, the original, I go with a 20 and the heart clasp, I'll go with a 19 because I'm kind of in between. So it really depends on the clasp. The best thing would be to try them on if you can. Now, other brands, I've been able to watch other people's videos, ask Nicole (laughs) and get the right size. Yeah, it definitely depends on what your personal preferences. For me, I like it to be sort of the perfect way it sits on my wrist. I don't like it falling down my hand, but I don't like it too tight. So I'm probably really fussy when it comes to that. But I usually find what I like and I stick with that. And it all depends on, like Rita said, if you have larger silver charms or you have different shaped glass beads, like the own ones I feel take up a little more room on my bracelet. So I'll use fewer of those. And when I first started, and I still have some full bracelets, but now I'm much more about mini designs and then stacking them because I find that a little more comfortable. But the beauty of charm bracelets is you can just take off the beads that don't work. And sometimes I'll have a really great theme design looks amazing put it on it's too darn tight so (laughs) then I just sorry one of those terms has to go and then it's okay and then you know you can change it up later yeah I'm probably closer to Angie I kind of like that tighter fit too and I also feel like I'm between two sizes so I I go with the well I do both 18 and 19s in Pandora but I prefer the 18 one thing um, is funny Rita you mentioned that clasps can make bracelets feel looser I also feel like the threading can make them feel tighter. So I can have an 18 that has clip stations and you put it on and it's not as flexible because of those clip stations and it feels tighter. And then I get an 18 that is smooth and doesn't and it feels gigantic. So yeah, best bets to try it on. And when you can't, just look at the website of that company. Um, Or like Rita said, yes, I have made a couple sizing videos, but you guys like, I probably like, interject my opinion on there. And I, again, like them one way. And I still ask you for your advice when I'm trying a new brand and I know I want the bracelet. I will ask you, sometimes we differ on our comfort level with them, but for the most part, yeah, I want to, I want to hear a real opinion about it. Yeah. And that's multiple people. There's so many amazing people in this Instagram community and they're all knowledgeable. So ask a few people. Oh, the other thing too about bracelets is bracelets can stretch over time. So like my first bracelet was an 18 and I wasn't sure, like, I mean, I only filled it halfway, but the sales associate was really, really good and educated me that, hey, your these snake chain bracelets will stretch over time to almost up to like 
one centimeter? Is that what it is? I, I find it's half. I don't think it's a one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't think it's super dramatic. But when we were doing our care and cleaning episode, and I was reading the information about beads and Pandora bracelets in the back, and it said how many charms you should have on each bracelet, and also how much space you should have between the bracelet and your wrist when you put it on. It should only be about a finger's width or whatever. So my sales associate did tell me that information, but being the novice right in the beginning when I didn't know anything, I figured, hey, why not buy the bigger bracelet and have more room for more charms? Because I figured I would only have that one bracelet and I could buy lots of charms for it. But that's not the case. I've learned that now. So don't buy it too big. Maybe one size bigger if you think you're going to have a lot of glass on there. So listen to your sales associate because they do know. (laughs) Yeah, not all sales associates are the same either. Some are really, really knowledgeable. And some I feel like it's their summer job or, you know, holiday season job. So they're not the experts. But when you find one that's amazing, like they can educate you so much. They can make or break your Pandora experience. And I mean, we're talking about Pandora because that's a physical store that we go into. All the online stuff, all the service has been amazing in my experience. But Pandora, they make or break it. And I've been blessed to have some amazing ones that take the time, suggest things, help you. That's the sales associate that you need to look for. And you can also call the 800 number. You can reach out to any of the other brands that we talk to, and they're so willing to help you get the right size. And you can even exchange sometimes to get the one that really fits you well. All right. So you've got your bracelet. Now the most exciting part is to start getting charms. And you guys would be shocked at how often I get asked in a DM, I'm going to start my charm bracelet. What charms do you think I should get? And you guys, that is like, it's impossible to answer for people that you know. Like, I mean, maybe you can point them in the right direction. But for somebody I've never talked to before, it really is a tough question. But the fact that I've gotten asked it so much, I felt like including it in today's episode, maybe we can help and offer some advice. Yeah, that's really tough because it it is the most exciting part because that's the part where you can add your personality to your bracelet. So my number one piece of advice is buy what you love, like go and look. And if something really calls to you, then you know that's a good start. But if you're really stuck, you can start with something that has meaning to you, like to build a personality bracelet with your hobbies or your interests, that kind of thing, or something that has meaning to you, like your favorite play or your movie or something like that, something you want to tell a story about. There's pretty much a charm for everything out there. (laughs) And if you can't stop thinking about a charm, that's a good sign to get it. But guys, I love, love, love adding glass beads to my designs. I love color and they make everything just more magical and they add a beautiful pop of color to a design. I mean, you can easily change up the whole look of a bracelet just by changing the colors of the glass, keeping the meaning, changing the whole design. (laughs) Nicole, surely you have some advice about this. I don't think I have anything to say other than what you guys did. Like, I think it is important to know what you want that charm bracelet to represent. And it doesn't have to represent something. It could just be pretty. Like, there is enough decorative things out there. Um, I personally went in wanting to represent being a new mother. I've loved my career for like a million years. So I wanted a work-inspired bracelet. Like, those are just things I was really proud of. But um, I mean, there are some bracelets that I just put together because they're beautiful. I thought Rita for sure was going to say, and hey, if you want an entirely purple bracelet, you go for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was my first completed bracelet. Yeah, I can't judge you. Mine was pink. When you're deciding, though, it can become a little bit overwhelming. I know when I first built my bracelet, I wasn't sure, like, how many charms was I supposed to get? So I asked my sales associate, I was like, wait, do I... Like get everything at once, and she's like, "Uh, if you want to." <laughs> like, most, <laughs> she's like, "Most people start slow and they build on it, and that's the other thing. Like, are you getting gifted a bracelet, and somebody wants to continue adding to it for you? Are you doing it yourself, and you want to?" add as you go, whether it's gifts or not. Like those are things to consider. Yeah, don't feel like you have to complete a full bracelet all at once because the. It's like, I mean, virtually impossible. Sometimes you can do things with sales, but it's not practical, right? No, it's expensive. I think it's a really smart thing, though, to have an idea of what you want to build. Because again, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about the mess of my first bracelet, even though I was really confident in the items I wanted, like I didn't like the way it looked. And so you can play around with ideas in your head or Rita has a really cool thing she does to kind of build out her bracelets. You've probably heard me talking about this, but this is my favorite part of designing other than, you know, buying, of course. I digitally map out my bracelet design. So I save the images of the charms and beads from their websites and I remove the background and I build the bracelet on my iPad in my digital planner. Now you can use any app or computer or whatever. I'm a really visual person. So this helps me so much to see a design idea come to life and to see if things work together and then make changes if they don't. <laughs> like I like, to, I like to see the balance and the symmetry personally, the colors. And it also helps me to check things off my wish list as I buy them slowly. Because, you know, I can't buy everything at once. So I, I literally put check marks on those designs after I finish them. <laughs> you guys, do you have a process for building a design or am I just crazy? <laughs> okay, first of all, yes, you do do that. And it's very impressive. Second of all, you can't tease me anymore about having a little cleaning notebook because that is far and above yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> what no. I did writing it down. Now, I'm <laughs> yeah. a very tactile person. So I like to actually just play with the beads or the charms on the bracelet, but I'm also very impatient. So I really admire those people who are like, look, I got another charm for my bracelet because I just, when I have an idea for a design, I just want to go out and get it all. <laughs> and I, I go on a mission until I have them all. And while I may not sketch the finished design, I like to curate the beads and then I'll physically do it. Some may come off, some may stay on, but overall, that's the way I do it. And if I don't like it, I can change it up. I don't know that I have a process that I write down. Like it's totally in my head. Like I'll have an idea. Um, but I usually don't think of an entire bracelet at one time. Unless we're brainstorming. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, okay. Unless we're brainstorming a new idea with beads we already have and then just need to fill in with a couple. Yeah. Like totally. Just like our Hamilton design. Like, yeah. And that's one that I've left put together because it's so good. <laughs> me too. And I'm pretty sure I maybe only had to buy maybe one or two of those. Easier to do as your collection adds up because you can, well, one, you know what you have you know it's there, you can lay it out in front of you. But yeah, I'll just think of like a middle section, I think, first, and then build from there. Yeah, I'm the dreamer, right? So I have to, <laughs> I dream in the whole thing. <laughs> Again, more good tips for the first time buyer. The one additional thing I would like to add, I probably should have said this when we were talking about browsing the websites, is that not all charms fit all 
charm bracelets. So we're primarily talking about the European charm bracelets where you have like these beads that have a bigger hole that fit on the charm bracelet. Most will say compatible with the European charm bracelets or compatible with Pandora. And that, you know, it's more than likely going to fit. Again, whether or not you want to mix brands is all up to you. <laughs> you can listen to previous episodes about how we mix brands, but be aware, like Troll Beats, for instance, will look like it fits on Pandora and they absolutely don't. And I actually don't know what their description says. You guys, you know, I didn't know that Troll Beats didn't fit Pandora until I got them. I mean, I have I have a Troll Beats bracelet, but I wanted to, you know, mix up my design and I couldn't. Aww. So you yeah. can put them on their open bangles. So that, yeah. is, that is a good yeah. thing. It's on the snake chain, that threaded post at the end, right? Things don't go over that because there's small core and large core and threading or no threading. But guys, don't forget about Pandora Me. That's totally different. They aren't compatible with like a regular European bracelet and a totally different system. But I love Pandora Me. <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> Same with something like Elf Petites or Essence from Pandora. They're very tiny. The advice can go on and on, but I think this is a good starting point for someone who's just getting started. Again, don't be afraid. There's going to be a lot of trial and error along the way, and that's okay. You're going to learn as you go, and you'll learn your personal preferences. Before we do come to a close, do you guys have anything else that you would like to advise our first-time buyer listeners? I did think of a couple more things. Uh, for me personally, I would recommend keeping your receipts for anything that you buy at least for a year until the warranty runs out. It's usually about a year. And the other thing was, and this is just my thinking, is that you may realize after a year, maybe you don't use some beads that you purchased as often as you thought, or you don't think you like them anymore. My personal preference is to say, keep those, hang on to them because the beauty of charm bracelets is you can switch them all up. So you never know down the road which beads and charms you might have wanted to keep. So that's just my advice because you never know. And it's a really good point because if you're new, you may not know that companies retire their beads and you cannot get them anymore. So yes, hold on to them longer. And hey, if they retire and you still realize years down the road you don't like it, somebody might be looking for it. And I bet you can probably sell it to other collectors for a good price. Also, it's a really good idea for Pandora. It's a really good idea to look online before you go into the store because that could be an overwhelming experience for the first time buyer. It was for me. And they didn't have websites the way they do now when I first started. So it really, really helps if you just browse the website, browse it by color if you like a color, browse it by thoughts, ideas, but browse before you go. I'm going to say something, and I hope, well, I don't know if brands listen to us, but if they did, I have one ask. Because Pandora, when I started collecting, they had like a build-your-own bracelet simulator. You could pick a bracelet, pick your charms, and build your bracelet and see what it looked like online. I would play on that thing for hours. Me too. Gosh, I'd forgotten about that. That was fun. And it was so sad when it disappeared. They even had an app. Do you remember that? Yes. That was fun where you could put your favorites. You could send your favorites to somebody, your wish list. <laughs> that would be cool for all the brands to have that. I, yeah, if they're listening. Bring it back. Bring it back. All right, listeners, you've heard a lot today. The one thing that I will mention is to take advantage of promos. I think Rita mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it is a money saver. These little things add up and they add up fast. So if you haven't already, make sure you hear our promo episode in season one. We were talking about a particular promo that Pandora was currently having, but then we went off on a tangent and talked about all the promos that we love. So 
make sure you give that episode a listen. We'll actually link it in the description of this one. That way you can easily find it. And kind of along that topic of saving money is some brands have reward systems or like loyalty programs. So next week you will learn more about brands that have those rewards or point systems. Rita will be leading us through that conversation. I'm going to save you all the monies. Hey, you can join the conversation by hitting us up on our Instagram at charmchatpodcast or email us at charmchatpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love if you helped spread the word about Charm Chat by sharing our show with someone you think may enjoy our podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, stay charming.